And now it's time for our daily Bloomberg Law Brief, exploring legal issues in the news. It's brought to you by American Arbitration Association International Trade or Business Dispute. Resolve faster with the International Center for Dispute Resolution, the leader in alternative dispute resolution around the world, ICDR.org. Today, Bloomberg Law host Greg Storr discusses the latest developments over President Trump's revised travel ban. A federal appeals court in Richmond, Virginia, is hearing arguments over the executive order after several parts of it were blocked by federal courts in March. He speaks with Liza Gotin, co-director of the Liberty and National Security Program at the Brennan Center for Justice, and Josh Blackman, a professor at the South Texas College of Law. Liza, what argument against the travel ban do you sense is getting the most traction uh, before the courts? It seems like Trump's comments about the travel ban and comments made by his associates and his and people working for him are really having an effect on the court. You know, when he talked about having a complete and total ban on Muslims coming into the country, uh, you know, until we could figure out what was going on, you know, those words carried a lot of weight. And the courts remember them, even though he's trying to backtrack from them now and say that he's doing something entirely different with this order. Now, the government lawyer was trying to argue um, that, as a matter of law, the judges shouldn't actually be looking at these statements, but it didn't seem like most of the judges were buying that. They thought those statements were very relevant and showed that there was religious discrimination behind this order. Josh, uh, if you would spell out that government argument for us, why was it that, that Jeff Wall was saying that the courts shouldn't be considering those comments? The government's argument was that traditionally courts defer to the executive when matters of national security are at stake. And in particular, when the actual policy, the face of the document on the four corners doesn't have any sort of improprieties, then the courts are not supposed to look behind it, to look behind the wall. If you actually read the executive order at issue, it doesn't make any references to Islam or religious discrimination. The only hook that the plaintiffs can hang their hat on is statements made by candidate Trump and then one ambiguous statement made by President Trump as he was signing it. Um, one of the points that I think made uh, some resonance was the oath of office. Uh, uh, things that Trump said in the campaign trail were you know, primarily not very reliable, not very accurate in a lot of respects. But once he became president and he took the oath of office and he formed a government and he had a cabinet, at that point they actually issued the policy. And the statements following the inauguration are far more probative of the president's intent rather than that of a reality show superstar who at the time few people actually took seriously. And that's Liza Gotin, co-director of the Liberty and National Security Program at the Brennan Center for Justice, and Josh Blackman, a professor at the South Texas College of Law, speaking with Bloomberg Law host Greg Store. You can listen to Bloomberg Law weekdays at 1 p.m. Wall Street time here on Bloomberg Radio. And that's this morning's Bloomberg Law Brief. You can find more legal news at BloombergLaw.com and BloombergBNA.com. Attorneys will find exceptional legal research and business development tools there as well. Visit BloombergLaw.com and BloombergBNA.com for more information.